0: Hello and welcome to Business Made Simple. I'm your host, Tim Mansoor, and my co-host and wife,
1: Crystal Mansoor, we are broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett studio here on Business Radio X. Mansoor International is proudly um, presenting another episode of Business Made Simple, and Tim, we have received... Um, So many questions about business, some of our past episodes, um, where people are wanting to know um, what our resources are and how we got started and how we do what we do. And and starting from zero, we reference some of the episodes that we've had before from a book that we wrote. Um, It was published in 2016. It is called, (coughs) excuse me, it is called, It Is Not Impossible. Building a Business from Zero. And we have enjoyed this part of our journey. We enjoyed writing the book. A lot of the questions that we've had over the last few years um, has been something that you have really taken a huge interest in, in speaking events and motivational um speeches that you've done so we've really enjoyed that. So today we are talking and doing a recap of some of our episodes. We want to share some knowledge, insight and a few important and simple business practices that can help empower others that would like to start their own business from zero and succeed.
0: That's right, Crystal. So what we're going to do today is like she said, we're going to do some recaps and we're going to talk about some of our previous episodes and also talk a little bit about about our book. I mean, the whole reason we started the podcast, number one, is to help other people. We did. Um, We've been in business for 30 years, and uh, when I started, I did not have a uh, mentor. I was in a situation where I, I jumped out there and I just took off, and in 30 years, and especially at the very beginning, I made some major mistakes. I mean, there was just no one to talk to at that time. So our goal is, and like we said, starting this podcast, the reason is to help other people maybe not make the same kind of mistakes that we made. I mean. I made some mistakes that were just today i laugh at them thinking about it but i just didn't have someone to go and talk to so we want to be that person for you if you're thinking about starting a business or if you have a business and you want to make some changes we're there to answer any questions we hope this the information we give you today you take it you look at it and you make your own decisions as a business owner it's your final decision all we're saying is if this can help you at all we're glad to do it so we're going to just take a couple of um past episodes we talked one time about myths of business and this is a great one to start with because so many people that think i really want to own a business and here's what they'll tell me well i want to own my own business so that i can do whatever i want to do whenever i want to do it guys that's uh that's wrong (laughs) you're not going to do what you want to do anytime you want to do it in this situation when you start a business it's almost like in a way as nice as i can say it's having your own baby and taking care of that baby when you start, I remember when I started, I'd work seven days a week, I would all the time making sure I could try to make payroll and sometimes try to pay the gas bill or the power bills. You have a lot on you. So it's not that you're gonna jump in and start telling everybody what to do and go on vacation. So if you really wanna start a business, you have to dedicate yourself to that business and as, as take care of that business so that one day it can take care of you.
1: Well, Tim, you know, when you start businesses, a lot of people say, well, you know, you have to have money to make money capital
0: yeah and that's another myth i mean it's not hey it'd be nice if we all had money and we just turn around and just take the money and do what we do and if we make a mistake get some more money 99 percent of the people that start a business most of them don't have the the kind of money and backing that they need so they have to go out and get it so what i tell people it's simple you don't have to have money but you have got to sell yourself and that is so important i don't care if you're borrowing money from a bank or if you're borrowing money from an investor you have to sell yourself and to do that you have to feel confident number one number two is you have to have your ducks in a row you have to know what you're selling will work and you have to explain to these people how that works if you don't do that It's like if you have money and you're going to lend it to someone, how many questions are you going to ask them? You're going to ask them every single question. And you need to, when you go into a a meeting, if it's the bank or an investor or a friend or family, You have to have it down A, B and C. Here's what I'm planning on doing. If that doesn't work, here's what I'm going to do second. And third, here's what I'm going to do. You have to have it in order. And also I'm going to have insurance on myself. So if something happens to me, they want to know they're lending their money to you and that you're going to take care of that money. And you're going to make sure that it can be successful. And you just can't have one plan to do that because most of the time we go into these businesses thinking one way, but all of a sudden it changes. How you handle that is very important.
1: Well, another myth, something that we've proven wrong over the years, um, and that is a lot of people think that you can't work with family and friends.
0: And that is another myth. Uh, You can work with anyone. You can work with family, friends, um, people you do know, don't know. It's just, you have to have your goals out there and everyone has to be on board with it. Now I work with all of my family, my father, my mother, my brothers, my sister, and I'm not saying it's easy. Because we all have, you know, you're related and, and, and everything, but you do have to have things lined up and you have to have people say, here is my duties, here's your duties, and everybody has to have the same goal. But also you have to remember, no matter if it's your best friend, your family, we're all human beings and people will make mistakes. I've made plenty of them myself. People that work with me have made them that's going to happen. I mean, none of us are perfect. So when that happens, you don't demeanor someone. You look at them, you pick them back up, you know they have your best interest, and you move on. You let it go and move on, and that's so important. I've seen so many owners, sometimes you think your owner, you're the king. You're not the king, you're the cheerleader. You're the one that makes the difference. You're the one that sits there, and you keep the boat going in the right direction, and you do that by praising your people, not by demeanoring them, and that's so important.
1: You know, Tim, there's so many aspects about business, and we try to, in this episode, recapping a lot of what we've talked about and a a lot of things that people have heard either in other podcasts or, you know, maybe from a mentor or family and friends, but um, myths of business is huge because a lot of people are misguided with that. Financing is huge because it's about getting started. How do you start that plan with your business? And once you get started, the next point and aspect that is big and you are absolutely fantastic at negotiating so talk a little bit about the negotiating part of starting your business once you get your feet on the ground where you're going your direction vision negotiating is so big
0: it is very big in in all parts of your life and people think well gosh this guy is a great negotiator or not a lot of it has to do with timing and i'm going to give you a prime example of that in today's world with the uh uh COVID going on, the RV business has went crazy. So everybody is buying an RV. So no matter how good of a negotiator you are, to go buy an RV now, you're gonna pay pretty much top dollars. So it is a lot to do with demand, supply and demand. So as you're negotiating, if you're buying a product that someone, a lot of people are not buying, it's of course a lot easier to negotiate. But the most important thing for you to realize as a negotiator is that you don't have to have that product that day. It's not going to kill you if you don't get the product. And if you go into it like that and make the decisions, not with the heart, but with the mind, it's always easier to do. But again, negotiating doesn't mean that you're going to come out and buy something extra cheap because uh, that's the best thing. It's what you want, and you have to have a number and don't go over the number. Either way, you know, if you're selling something, you don't want to go below something. If you're buying something, you don't want to go but so high. I always do this. I tell Crystal, if I negotiate to buy something, no matter if it's land, a building, a house, a car, whatever it may be, I want to make sure the day I buy it, I can sell it for at least that much or more the next day. I like to know I can sell it for more the next day. And if I can do that, I'm okay with it. No matter if it's $10 or $100,000, it's making sure you buy it knowing that it can resell. What really hurts is when your heart gets involved and you buy something that's worth $20,000 that day you buy it the day you buy it the next day it's worth 15 or 14 or 17 that's the thing you don't need to pull the trigger on don't let your heart make the decisions do it with your mind
1: well you know we talk a lot about the negotiating aspect but in a book we also talk a little bit further about not making it personal when you when you negotiate especially business-wise um, most people kind of when they're negotiating is about business of some sort. It's it's that you don't take it personal. Uh, don't have hard feelings to the other person if you don't get it for the price that you want or you don't be able to buy the product because it's not really at your number. But in, in saying that, it's kind of twofold because we talk about don't making don't make negotiating personal, but also not holding a grudge.
0: Well, let's go back to that one second about the not making it personal. The thing is, I negotiate nice. I mean, I think that's the easiest way to negotiate. I don't negotiate and have the person uh, upset at me. I try to be as nice as I can and sometimes I'll tell them, hey, it's probably worth what you're asking. I just can't give that. And I really don't need the product, but I would like to buy it at this price. So it sounds crazy, but you don't have to be a mean person to negotiate. I've got a lot further when I'm nice to someone to make that negotiation. Um, talking about a grudge this is probably one of the biggest um, I think to my heart is probably the number one thing that I think uh, most people hold grudges I mean I'd say 95% of the people I know if I sit down and talk to them they're holding a grudge with someone it could be a family member it could be brother sister aunt uncle it could be your mother and father it could be your best friend and For years, I was the top person to hold grudges. I thought if I hold the grudge longer than somebody else, then I win. And I never realized what it does to the insides of you. You know, you have a hatred in your heart and you're holding that grudge. It really hurts no one but yourself. And I'll give you a prime example. If I'm sitting here and I make a negotiation and and let's say that uh, Mike that has Radio X and I make a negotiation and, and come up with a price and I pay him less than what he thinks that we made an agreement on and mike let's say he holds the grudge but i don't i let it go and, and six months down the road he's held that grudge and i never even thought anything else about it it really doesn't hurt me a bit it hurts mike the person that's holding the grudge because it's in his heart it's holding him back it's doing things that some reason we think it's hurting the other person so holding a grudge, you really need to think about it. And another thing that you you got to think about is when I was coming up and I held my grudge with my brother, Paul, I brought this up in other episodes, I did it for almost 11 and a half months, and he did it for 11 and a half months. And um, it was crazy. It was the worst time of my life after I looked back on it, and I swore since then I would not do that again, and I don't. It's been 22 years. Um, after we made up that uh, year, uh, at Christmas, three months later he got killed. Um, and i just wonder what my life would have been like if i wouldn't have you know let that go and he let it go and i promised my family i would never do that again now i want to say this too that doesn't mean that every person in the world i'm gonna hang around there's a lot of people that number one does not like me and i probably don't like them but i don't have any hatred for them i'm not going to hang around them they might not believe in what i believe in that's their prerogative and it doesn't mean they're right or i'm right or they're wrong and i'm wrong it just means that's life but the next time you think about and you don't want to talk to somebody because they did something to you or no, that's their problem it's not yours and don't hold it inside you and hold you back because it's really not worth it they're human beings we all will make mistakes the question is how much does it really hurt you to sit there and have hatred in your heart it's just not worth it I'm not gonna do it again it's been 22 years i love it people sometimes can't believe it because i've had some things happen to me and they say gosh i can't even believe you were taught to the guy they're human beings and i don't think there's a person out there hope this doesn't sound mean that's worth enough for me to have hatred in my heart it's just not going to happen
1: well you know it also brings you full circle as you start to have experiences like that you realize really how short life is And when you think about kind of our age number that we are right now, um, you do learn lessons along the way. And again, we talk about sharing those lessons and, and information and strategies and points of view to our listeners is really been something that has been very rewarding for us on this podcast. So we want it to be helpful to others.
0: Yes, that's what it's all about. I mean, you help someone else, it always comes back to you, and there's plenty for everybody. I mean, we're in the United States of America. We always say it is. It is the greatest country in the world, and there's plenty out there for everyone. Wish well on everybody because, like we've said before in these podcasts, things happen every day with different people that you don't even know about, and they either have some kind of family problem, some kind of, it might be cancer, it might be uh, a drug issue. It might be alcohol. It could be somebody going through a divorce. People. That's life, and it's going to happen. So when something happens to people, that's good. Give pat them on the back. Tell them how much, how proud you are of them because that's what it's all about. We don't live here long, guys. I mean, you know, it just it's a short life. Live it the best you can, and and be happy for your your fellow people because, you know, it's just that's the best thing you could do for other people. Is just give them thanks and. and Be friends and and tell them how proud you are of them because in the long run, it'll always come back to you.
1: Well, another issue um, that, or not issue, but episode that we've done that actually is very close to our hearts and very in line with where we are today in our career and our journey is Simple Truth About Flipping Houses. Let's talk a little bit about that.
0: And that's true. I mean, you see it on TV, like everything else, there's always something to it. And Flipping Houses has been great for us. We've enjoyed it. We've learned a lot about it. And the most important thing about flipping houses is have your ducks in a row and understand it. So if you decide to do it before you do it, go go with someone that has has went through it before. What's probably the most important thing is knowing before you buy the house what you're going to sell the home for and what you're going to you know put into the home. You need to know that. But also what's important is having your subs lined up. We have a sub for every single thing that could happen. So even when we have little mistakes or something, we have someone for that. You cannot just pick the phone up and say, gosh, I have a problem. Can you come help me? Because in today's world, they'll come help you, okay. But what it will cost (laughs) you will be unbelievable.
1: It's a different story.
0: We have a situation now. We bought a home not far from us here in Rutledge, Georgia. And the uh, safety tank situation. We had a, a thing that the safety tank would not pass. It had to have some work done to it but we have a person that only works with septic tanks with us we call him every time he knows that we're just dealing with him and he gave us a great price if it wasn't for him it would probably have been twice or three times as much so again going back and having your subs that you believe in and let them know that you will only use them as long as the prices stay you know very competitive you don't want to lose somebody for a hundred dollars and people they know that when i have a uh, when we're having our sheetrock done or our concrete done or our uh, roofing done, we call our the people that they know we're going to call them. Just, uh, it's just important to let them know that you are committed to them so when times you need them, they'll be committed to you.
1: Well, I think that is one important issue that we talk a lot about in, in the book is also the communication. Communication and business-to-business interactions can really open up some situations some doors some opportunities that you'll be very glad that you
0: have always yeah i mean staying in touch and, and using the the people letting them know that you're there for them but also being true and blue to people what i mean by that is Loyal. we sell yeah we sell these homes to people we never meet them except at closing sometimes we don't even meet them at closing but you want to give them a good product we've had some that we've sold houses to They've called us back and asked us, do they have any other houses for another, maybe part of their family? Because it'll always come back to you. You cannot, you just can't treat people wrong and think, well, it doesn't matter. Everybody matters, and you never know when you're going to need someone or they're going to need you. So just being true to blue with people, not, you know, not, not tell them something that's not, not true, just being right, straight up front with them. And it'll always come back and, and I think help you at the end.
1: Well, moving on to another episode that we talk about, which is something that's very passionate for you and I both. Um, We've worked out for years together, um, and we talk about the physical and mental connection. And and we take that to business because it does matter. You see a lot of these companies, big companies now, do wellness programs with their um, team members and with their staff and with their leadership. That's so important so that you stay very clear and you stay very focused and you stay very well during your life so that you can function better you have a lot of energy so we talk about in one of our episodes the fitness and mental um, connection to business and and it's so that is something that's been so important to us and has actually helped us so much I can remember just a few days ago that we were emptying out a whole garage of hardwood floors and dishwashers and mattresses and beds we were trying to clean this house out so yeah we just really enjoy uh, staying fit and staying well at the best that we can especially during pandemic
0: right well let me say this number one is you do not have to um, go to school and become a doctor um, and you do not have to do any physical work and you can still be very successful Um, you you don't have to work your brain you don't have to work your body and be successful I am just saying percentage wise 99% probably the time is if you will get the education you need and when I say education I'm not saying you have to go to a a hierarchy school it might be an education if you're doing heat and air and you're just learning from someone else but the, the more information you can get to help you for the next job can only help physical fitness to me I think is so important and it is tough for the for the Americans we somehow we let that slip we we really work our brain which you need to work it or it doesn't it shrinks just like your body needs to be worked now when I say exercise that doesn't mean you have to go to the gym five days a week okay I enjoy working out now people think I love it and every day I get up and want to do it no I don't I mean I try to do it four days a week and it's tough I mean it's sometimes where I do not feel like doing it but I know physically how much it can help me, number one. Number two, it can also help with stress, unbelievable. The stronger your body is, the better it is mentally mentally and uh, physically. But what I'm trying to say is if you do nothing but walk, if you do, a, I don't care if you do push-ups and sit-ups and that's all, just something to work your body. It was made to be worked and to get the pressure off of you. So I think if you put those two together, you don't have to be crazy. You are not looking, trying to make you Hercules or Mr. Olympia. What we're saying is do something to work that body so that you will feel better and it will help you handle stress. And also, um, I think it'll just make you, it makes life easier for you, even though you just have to dedicate 30 minutes every couple of days. It would be great.
1: Would, you know, We in that episode, we talked about so much and it's, you're right. Somebody that tries to start a program and commit to five days a week, more than likely that is not going to last so we talk a lot about just taking those small steps into fitness and just seeing what you like finding you know if it's group fitness classes or if it's just you know lifting weights or if it's just a walking program any kind of cardio something at home you don't necessarily have to join a gym um, even though that was one of our businesses for years and years and years um that really made us love it but you know you do love working out baby
0: i do i do enjoy it but also too is make sure when you start that i know a lot of people they're not morning people and they'll say well i'm gonna start getting up every morning what that's not the way to do it or they're not evening people i'm gonna do it late in the evening you have to find what's the easiest way for you to make it happen where you don't change your whole life and just say i'm gonna do this from now on it's like you don't ever want to quit learning with your brain well it's just like I feel like I'm now, what, 40s or whatever. I can't remember. The day. <laughs> Maybe a little older. But I, I want, I'm going to exercise for the rest of my life. That's how I feel. I, I don't know. I don't plan on ever quitting. I don't, I'm not going crazy over it, but that's kind of the way I look at it. So you need to plan on th- saying, I'm going to take care of my brain and my body for the rest of my life, but I'm going to do it in a way that I'm not going to drive myself crazy and just do it for a period of time and then quit. You know, so I think I this just thing is so important.
1: Well, you know, we've personal trained over the years, on and off a good bit. So we always hear people when we train them or we try to help them with programs. We always have them come back in that first eight, 12 weeks and say, I feel so much better. So I think that's part of it. But, you know, we always talk about if you just connect three things with fitness one of it is convenience, second thing is just finding something you enjoy doing. And the third thing is diet yep. if you just focus on those three things i think fitness will be a lot simpler for you to be able to achieve
0: and yeah and diet's the same thing don't go crazy over it i mean we do read labels that i don't read them as much as crystal but the important thing is watch your portion size i mean in america we've known for everything biggie size is biggie size that and that's kind of went a little bit crazy or your body doesn't need probably half of what you're putting in it so if you would look at portion size number one I think that could help you as much as anything, and just uh, be smart. I mean, think about some of the things that you know you want, your salts and your carbonations, things that will hold water and, and hold, uh, you know, kind of make you feel bloated. Try just think about it and just cut it back a little bit. Don't go crazy over it. Think about it as a lifetime, not as tomorrow and the next day in a month. So that's important.
1: Well, moving on to the next thing that I wanted us to kind of talk about, and this gears a little bit more to the book that we have. Of course, the title again, It Is Not Impossible building a business from zero and it's using the bulldozer method that is a term that you coined when you very first got started that um, I would love for you to explain because it's part of one of the quotes in the book that actually when you got going and you coined this term the bulldozer method you had so many of the people that were around you that just started believing in that method so explain that a little bit about what you meant.
0: Well, number one is it's not to run. I hope people sometimes take it wrong. It's not to run over people or, or just do anything. It's what I always say. It's you do whatever it takes to get the job done as long as it's morally right. Because as, as a business owner and if you own a business, you know this. And if you're opening and looking at doing a business, understand there will be problems that come up. It's just number one is how you handle those problems. Number two is I would always tell my team members, when they come to me with a problem, i say do whatever it takes to get it done as long as it's morally right and bulldoze through it. That's mainly what we, we meant by it. We meant you do whatever it takes and get through it, and our guys knew when we said that it, it was time to go and it was time to make things happen, and we made it happen. We, we did some things that I, I'm even amazed at because we did not look back. We put uh, our blinders on and we went straight, and we made it happen. So the bulldozer way – Thousands of our people know about what it means, but mainly it's just saying get it done no matter what, as long as it's morally right.
1: That's right. Never let obstacles kind of stand in your way. And we always talk about the positive aspect. There's two ways to think, positive and negative. So for you, um, it was always just eliminating the obstacles or trying to eliminate the obstacles by staying positive. If you had an obstacle and you just couldn't eliminate it, then find a way around it.
0: Well, what's important is being positive. I think it's so much easier than being negative. And also, most of us should be positive and we should be embarrassed to say that we're negative when, you know, right now I know all the elections is going on and you see all these ads on TV, but a lot of them I've seen lately has really hit me, not because of what they're saying, but just looking at them. I've seen a lot of the vets that one guy got his hand blown off by grabbing a grenade. Another guy had a leg, two legs and an arm off. Uh, I saw a guy the other day on TV that had gotten hit and he has now worked away because he loves golf to be able to ride a little cart and it picks him up to hit the golf ball and the guy is happy as he can be so when you start thinking negative think about these guys and, and these ladies that are really or these kids that are really having it rough i mean we might you know sometimes you know, i remember sometimes i'd come off the tennis court and be upset because i had a bad day and i'm thinking gosh how silly and selfish is that of me so i do look at things positive and I mean, I'll be honest with you, if, if something happened and our house got blown away and nobody got hurt, all I'm going to say is thank God that we, we have each other. And you got to look at the positives of things because it's too easy to get in that negative. If you've been around people that they love to talk about negative things, and I can tell you this, they don't like being around me because I'm going to bring up the positive, and that's not what they want to hear. So to me, it's easier to be positive. I think, again, God's given us so much the last thing i want to do is demeanor him or anyone saying you know I, it, uh, negative things i mean i just think that it's uh it's it's looking down on, on on really your creator to to feel negative and don't get me wrong there'll be times when things happen that is just it's bad luck it's just going to happen but you still got have to look and think it could have been worse that's the way i look at it
1: it is it's always very um it just changes your outlook and it makes you feel go- good and it makes you kind of think beyond you know that day just to lead your life with a grateful heart it's yep. it's yep. really a good thing to do but um the next thing i kind of wanted to talk about which was huge for us which i feel is going to be very helpful to our listeners and other people out there that are interested in any kind of business venture or negotiating or you know buying something um is lessons learned in the book we after each chapter we dedicated a section where it would be about lessons learned as you went through the journey so let's talk a little bit about that so having a clear plan and a goal is always been very important to you um and and as whether it's short term or long term you've always talked about that you kind of look beyond you know a little bit further down the road to kind of you know understand your path and where you need to go so let's talk a little bit about some of the lessons that you've learned from the very beginning
0: well number one is like you said you always want to have a goal and plan but also be ready for that plan to change (laughs) because most of the time when you have a plan in business it usually doesn't go the exact way so what you've got to do is be ready for that second what what are you going to do if that doesn't happen and don't don't get shook up i've noticed a lot of times when we had a plan and something happened Really, the team members would look at me and almost could tell by how you handled it, how they're going to handle it. And I would look at it and say, man, that didn't work that way. Let's change it go this way. And never, beat, never stop a, a, you know, stop a beat at all. Just keep rolling. And the thing is, people feed off of how you handle situations. I always say it's so important. On, it's not if a situation is going to happen. It's just how you're going to handle it. Because that's just life. So there will be things that come up in your business, in your life, how you handle them, and that's how other people are going to handle them. I feel at the end, and I know this, I'm not saying it to be um, sound like I'm bragging on myself, but at the end, when I first started in business, nobody believed in me. It took me a while to get money. It took me over a year, year and a half to get money. I have got turned down by every bank in the country, I think, it felt like. But at the end of my business, I really feel if I'd have had a meeting with my staff, and we had over three hundred people at one time, and said, "Look, guys, I've really thought about it, and I'd like to buy the Empire State Building." I really think in my heart these guys would have looked and said, "Well, that means well. I guess we we'll need to move to New York, and we'll have to." I, mean, I think in their mind they would believe it because they saw so many things—not that Tim did, but as we did as a as a group and as a as a team. So you have to have people believe in you to make things happen but you don't get people to believe in you by throwing up bs you get them to believe in you by doing what you say you're going to do no matter what the situation is good or bad and that's so important
1: integrity is so important Mm -hmm. kind of say what you do do what you say that's for sure but uh you know as you went through um the business, all of the businesses, it wasn't just about Fitness International, which was the, the, the base, that was the home, that was the, the first business that kind of got started. There were 12 businesses after that. And of course, if you count what we do now, that's 13. So lucky 13, right? But it's, it's always so important to kind of, when you're focusing on each business and whatever that business has to bring, the, the people that you bring around you the people your team members your, your leadership it's always so important and you had gotten um, you tell a story a lot about when you first got started and this was in the book I think you might have mentioned it in one of the episodes is that when you got started you just didn't know how to delegate right. you just felt like you had to do everything you micromanage and then there somebody had told you along the way that you'll never succeed you know that because you just don't know how to delegate. Talk well, I was going about
0: that i looked at building another club and at that time a guy told me uh, that i could not do that because i didn't know how to delegate and i of course was uh, hard-nosed and thought i knew everything which i did not know how to get delegate i figured that out also <laughs> so when you build more than one location um, and bigger is not always better but i wanted to grow we were doing well i did not know how to get delegated and i was running back and forth thinking i had to make all the decisions and finally once i learned that is not true you have got to put people in the position and let them go most of them that that I had were smarter than I was they knew more about it and they were they could make great decisions my brother Joseph was one of them I had so many great managers assistant managers that were just unbelievable so I do not micromanage I tell people what I need I usually put them in if i can put them in the right place they do unbelievable and that's so important you are not the only person that can do that job and if you do that you need to stay with one location you run it all if that's the way you want to do it and there's nothing wrong with that some people will never delegate because they feel they're the only one only ones that can do it the best i'm not built like that anymore so i feel like in every business we had and i we like we've had a whole bunch of businesses most of the reason we were successful is because we put the right people in place, we let them go, and, and it and made it successful. We're very happy with that.
1: Well, what I loved about you saying that is that it wasn't just about your leadership team. It was about the whole community that was created in every business. It went from the the ladies that were in the nursery for the group fitness instructors, to your salespeople, to you know, the cleaning staff. It was a community that was created that everybody supported each other and actually everybody which you don't hear a lot nowadays they love coming to work every day in that community so that is something um that has been very special something that we're very proud of and i know i'm extremely proud of you and how you built that from the very beginning all the way till the end
0: well and i do want to say this i've been in situations where of course think about having 300 employees at one time. We've had to let a lot of people go at different times that it didn't work. They were not in the right position. I didn't put them there or they weren't happy there. That's going to happen. And we, we just, uh, we moved on. And I've, now this is going to sound crazy, but we have had people that I've had to let go that later uh, we became very close friends because it wasn't the right thing for both of us. That's going to happen. That's what business is all about. Making decisions from your, mind and not your heart and sometimes it hurts sometimes it's hard to let people go that uh, you're good friends with but you have to do what's right and wrong and and uh, let it go from there
1: well we talk a lot about the different kinds of personalities and that's something that i always enjoyed learning and growing from when we would have um, special people that would come in the business and and talk and kind of lead people and teach and, and and you learn from all of that but you talk a lot about um things in the book uh, is, as far as you're putting people in the right places, as you were saying. So you, you always talk about two kinds of people. Talk a little bit about the two kinds of people that you feel.
0: And there's a lot, <clears throat> there's a lot of different types of people, but I'd say in business, I say there's two types, and I used to call them either racehorses with blinders or pinball machines, and it's very simple. What I mean by that is when you go into business, you need to have a goal that you're going for and put blinders on and go for that goal. Uh, um, And that's so important. You you know, you just think about a racehorse. The first thing they do, they get the blinders on, they run from one place to another, and they don't think of anything but getting to that goal. And that's so important. Now, a lot of people that I know, a lot of them are very close to me, family, friends, and everything. They have good intentions, but they're more like a pinball where they have They pull that ball back and it hits and it lights up everywhere and they're chasing one before it gets done. They go to another one and before you know it, it's running all over and they have a lot of great ideas, but they never get to the end. And before you know it, that ball falls back down and goes back in the hole. So to me, as a business person, you have to have a goal. Don't get too many of them out there and finish your goal. Get instead of running a hundred yard dash doing 75 yards, run a hundred yard dash, get it done and move on. You can have other ideas, but don't get so many ideas that you never get the main one done.
1: That's right. Well, we talk a lot about um, this next point or lesson learned for you has been something that you've carried from the beginning and because you talk about a lot you talk about working with family and friends and business and contracts and how all of that you know needs to come together whenever you're talking about business so you can share ideas and you can share working with family and friends but talk a little bit about that the pros and cons of like business friendships contracts
0: and i, I want to say this i i've worked with a lot of my friends and to this day i mean a lot of my managers assistant managers and people that work with us i still am in touch with uh, did they like everything I did? No. Did I get on to some of them at times? Yes. It, that's life. But I was always fair. They knew that. And the whole thing about it is you have to be up front with everyone. Um, you know, Like I said, I worked with all my family. I worked with a lot of my friends. But they understood where I stood. They understood the goals that we were going for. And sometimes it just didn't work. It didn't mesh. So it, sometimes some of my best friends Uh, one of my roommates in college actually worked with me for a while but there was other things that came up in his life that would have been better for him so he moved on and we're of course very close to this day one of my best managers had a uh, offer from uh, a big company I'll never forget office I think it was office depot at the time and he showed me the contract and I just uh, I told him I said Mike. To be honest with you, if you don't take it, I'll take it. <laughs> it was a great contract. I could not compete with it. He moved on and has done great ever since. We meet at least once or twice a year, have lunch and catch up. So it's not always about you and your business. You have to think other people too. How about their family? How about their, their life? You have to look at the whole situation and don't get so tied up with it when you make it personal. Everybody has their own life. You just uh, wish the best for whatever, whichever way they go.
1: Well, in talking about that, another lesson learned that you speak about a lot is that how you handle things when they happen. You know, good and bad, positive, negative. There's going to be things in life that are not always going to be favorable. So it's always about you talk. It's always about how you handle it.
0: It's 100% of everything. I mean, things are going to happen, and it's going to be some good, some bad, but it's always how you handle it. And also remember this, as we're saying that, every business has its ups and downs and you don't know them when you walk through the door you only see the outside we're sitting here now at business radio x i mean i've known mike and amanda for a long time um in the last six or eight months we've really gotten close it feels we've like years it. exactly it Feels like years. but the thing is i know mike i've actually played tennis with him we spent some time together but i don't know radio x behind the scenes and i guarantee you there's things that are going on that he's had to handle that i would have no idea about that's business that's what's going to happen and as a business owner he understands what i'm talking about and other business owners understand what i'm talking about so when you go into business don't think that it's going to be all fluff and you're going to walk in and uh go on vacation anytime you want There's business is like your baby you have to cuddle it take care of it so one day you hope it takes care of you
1: that's right well you always talk a lot about don't be afraid to ask questions i know when you first started out and you were going to banks you said that you were turned down by 44 banks across the atlanta area across georgia and you you talk about one gentleman told you that you weren't getting a loan at that bank but to do sba you said you didn't know what the SBA was so you ask so you really try to encourage people ask questions do some due diligence don't be afraid to learn and
0: grow right and don't be afraid to ask because I mean I was a young 20-something year old kid that didn't have any sense about much of anything and they were all laughing at me of course and he let me know that but when he said SBA I was so excited I had no clue what the SBA was and I had to ask him he giggled of course and he told me it was a Small Business Administration. But if I wouldn't have asked, or if he, if I wouldn't have kept pushing, I would have never even. I've never even heard of the SBA. So, ask questions. Don't be afraid to just to ask, talk to anybody, look up things. But also, try to find someone that is in that business or been, has been in business. Sometimes people are sitting in the back seat and they can tell you everything, but they've never even done it themselves. So also make sure who you're talking to has the credibility to give you the right information
1: well as we wind down i think the last thing that i want to bring to light is you've talked about it a lot over a few episodes we talk about it a lot in our books but give your take on partnerships good or bad
0: i think i think it can be both i think there's nothing like a good partner that you can believe in and trust in but also it can be the worst thing in the world Um, you have got to make sure if you're going into a partnership number one that you know this person or you know the credibility and and you understand number one is you need to write a contract you need to have a contract you need to understand both of you on in writing exactly where you're headed and what you expect never take someone to say oh we're good friends we're okay we don't need a contract yes you do again everyone that's listening to us today and there's thousands and thousands of them out there i hope (laughs) Everybody hears something different. No matter what I say, no matter what Crystal says, if you get 10 people in a room, they all heard it a little different. It's the same thing with a a partner. When you sit down at first, you're all excited, and we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And then you get into it, and three months down the road, uh, you need to borrow more money. Well, who's going to borrow the money? Who's going to do this? Who's going to do that? You need to have everything in writing and let everybody understand you're doing it to protect both of you. And if you don't have it in writing, please don't do it. The last thing I want to do before I go is just I want to thank the team members that have made us successful. There's a lot of them out there that I think the world of. It's been 30 years of some some fun times and some rough times, Sometimes that we had some real rough times. But over the the years, I've met some of my best friends through the companies that we've had. And, And right now, if you're listening or if not, I just want to thank each and every one of you for what you've done for us. And um, I appreciate you helping us be successful. And I always hope the best for you and that you will be successful in whatever dreams you have. That's right. There you go. And they're thousands and thousands of people. I tell you, it's tough. it's tough out there. That's right.
1: That's right. Well, Mansoor International is very proud to bring you another episode of Business Made Simple. And our thanks to not only our team members, but our thousands of members and it literally was thousands of members that we had we also want to thank um, mike salmon and amanda pierge for helping us to navigate the world of podcasting for all of your podcasting talents we could not have done it without you we have completely enjoyed Um, podcasting. We've completely enjoyed our guests that have been on here, talking about a lot of these things that have been very important to us, Um, lessons learned, quotes, you know, our book. It's really been um, a great journey for us, but we want to also thank the partnership with Business Radio X and uh, in in helping us bring Business Made Simple podcast to life and and we've totally enjoyed that you can visit our website at www.mansoorinternational.com to catch up on all of our episodes of business made simple and until then watch Watch what what you you wish wish for it It might might come true